Shumai, Kroiso, and welcome to the second episode of a Club Pale Droid podcast with myself, Ivan Gwillim, and Jordan Jones, founder of a Club Pale Droid website. This week, we're joined by two other Club Pale Droids reporters, David and Lewis, and we discuss last weekend's games, including Bala's 5-1 victory over Pennebont, at which Lewis and I were in attendance, and David discusses his recent interview with Aberystwyth Town manager, Gavin Allen. We're still new to this, so would really appreciate your feedback, so give us a review on Apple Podcasts to let us know what you think of the podcast so far. Thank you, and enjoy. Shamai Kreiser, we're back. It's me, Ivan Gwilym, here with Jordan Jones. Jordan, how are you? How was Abergavenny versus Cascade in the Women's Premier League? Yeah, it was very good, I thought. I had a good weekend, and it was a competitive game. Um, newcomers to the league, Cascade and mm. Abergavenny and the new management. I really thought it was a competitive game. It was a good advert for Welsh women's football. Perfect. And we are joined by two members of the Club Pildred family, uh, David Jones and Lewis Sharp. Dav, you were also at a women's Premier League game on the weekend. Where were you? Yeah, I was at the USW Sports Park uh, covering Concord Ladies against Cardiff Met. And um, Cardiff Met won comfortably, even though Concord, you know, they held their own in the first half uh, once, uh, you know, a couple of goals in. Um, it was a comfortable win for Cardiff Met, really. Uh, and you've also been to a few Cymru Premier games this season already. Which ones have you been reporting on so far? Yeah, it started on the opening day with ABBA against uh, Cardiff Met. Um, ABBA started really well, led the game twice, but you know it was a couple of late goals for, for Cardiff Met that stole it. Again, covered ABBA at Pennebont as well. Um, mm. they, you know, Pennebont probably should have won that game um, once they went ahead uh, through Nathan Wood. Wood had another really good chance to win it. Aber, you know, they, they equalised in the second half, but once once Matthew Jones got sent off incorrectly, um, Sam Snaith had a really, really good opportunity to, to score. So Pennebont probably should have taken all three points. And then finally, Barrytown as well, um, their comfortable win over Canalbon Town is a similar story um, that, you know, Canalbon started well, but once the first goal went in, it was, you know, it was one-way pressure then. So from ABBA originally and now based in South Wales? Yes, that's it, yeah. Uh, also now based in South Wales is our other special guest, Lewis. Uh, you were visiting Pennebont for the first time this weekend? Yes, uh, I saw them play in the first game of the season against Carnarvon Town, but it was my first time visiting Pennebont. Um, yeah, it was a good game. I felt like Pennebont were, you know, I, at first half they were on top. I thought it was quite surprising considering how well Ballard Town have started. But um, the sending off of Kane Owen was massive in the game. Mm. In, in the second half, Ballard Town were really overrunning them in midfield. And I felt as though his presence as the captain, he, he would have been you know, a standout player in the second half, definitely. There's a game happening tonight, right now, Newtown Druids. Uh, kicked off about a quarter of an hour, 20 minutes ago. Uh, what's happening at Latham Park at the moment? Give us an update, Jordan. So it's currently 1-0 to the Kevin Druids, and it's Ewan Cartwright who's uh, struck from the edge of the box, giving the Druids the lead. Obviously, this is a game where neither side have won this season, so if someone can get a win today, that could give them confidence to go on further into the season now. Whereas a team that may lose out may look curtains for them already. Mm. Well, let's uh, let's continue with us talking about uh, the games that happened last weekend. Uh, 
We'll start with uh, Flint, who beat Druid in their midweek fixture, which happened just after we finished recording our first episode. The score was 2-1 with goals from two that shone for Flint last year in the Cymru North, Richie Folks and Mark Cadwallader, and late consolation from Jamie Reid. I'd been looking forward to see whether Folks and Cadwallader could make an impact at this level after what appeared to be a great season for them by all accounts last year. We got our first proper chance to see them in the televised game, so that was Flint versus Barry, just scored his live game on Saturday. Jordan, what did you think of Flint and those two in particular, Cadwalder and Folks? I, I thought they adjusted to the game well, and um, it, it shows it was a scrappy game, and those kind of players were adapting to the conditions as well. I only caught, caught the last um, 10 minutes of it, but I saw from what I saw of it and heard, so I caught the first bit of the match and then the last 10 minutes, but it just seems it was a really scrappy affair, but it was a case of that one goal decided it, but it's it's good to see because Kedwalladu was scoring goals for fun in the Cymru North last season, Mm. and Richie Fox is a name that Flint fans know and love, so it it shows that they both tried to adapt to the league, and um, obviously they've added a new face as well in Les Davis, so that obviously shows that they're looking to put emphasis on experience in the league at the moment. The uh, score was 1-0 to Barry, a second-half penalty separating sides, and a couple of excellent saves by Mike Lewis, securing the win, and a man-of-the-match performance for him. Uh, Lewis, what did you make of the game? Yeah, I thought both teams played well, to be honest. Um, it was, you know, the penalty was well taken as well. I, I, I wouldn't really thought there was much in it at all if it would have ended in a nil-nil draw. I think both, well, obviously Barry would have been a bit more disappointed with that, but I think that a 1-0 was probably a true reflection of how the game played out. Dav, you'd seen Barry already this season, you said, in their previous game. Who would you say has shone for them so far? Well, obviously, you know, the importance of Kay McLaggen is is massive in that Barry team. Uh, They've added a few players uh, this summer with Michael George and who was on the bench, but, you know, Nat Jarvis as well. They've added, added to their team this summer. But, you know, the, the importance of Kane McLaggen is probably, he's definitely their most important player. Mm. Well, I've been impressed with uh, his first full season with Barry is, is Theo Wharton midfield. I think he's in the middle of everything good that they do defensively and offensively. You seen much of him, Jordan? Yeah, so um, he was a USW, he's a USW student, so he saw ah. some of them during my time at um, USW, and it showed that he's, he's an international player, and I think um, when I was speaking to Gavin Chesterfield before the European Games, he was saying the importance of having someone like Theo in his first full season, mm-hmm. and he adds that calmness to the midfield, I think, but he's also one of those players that can break things up, and that's the thing with Barry, is that they, they play in a kind of way of a fluid system. Like they've got a lot of attacking midfielders, centre midfielders, so they're having to like accommodate all of their forwards in some way, shape, or form. And that that that, that is, is mad how they managed to like put them into a team because if you've got strength and depth in so many attacking areas, is that sometimes one player's got to move out. Oh, for example, Mikey George, Curtis Gemma Hudson have to have a place on the bench every now and then. Mm. It shows how good they are in attack. I was at Pennebont as well over the weekend, um, as as were you, Lewis, as you said, Bond toasting Bala. Was it a red card, Lewis? Initially, it, it was right in front of me. Initially, I did actually think well, it was a red card, particularly when the referee, you know, instantly pulled out the red. 
Mm. Looking back, I, I would say it's 50-50. Some refs would give it. You see it given, you see it given as a yellow as well. Um, obviously, the importance of the red card is unparalleled. You, you, you can't, I don't think you could have taken a more important player out of Penabon's team mm. for the second half. Um, but to answer your question, I, I'd lean more towards yellow cards than red. I'm very similar to you. In my first instinct commentating it, and you can hear me say it, is I think because David Morgan came out with a card so quickly, you think, well, he has slid in sort of on the on the sort of centre line, and he's the ref's closer to than me though. So I think if he's gone that quick to to his pocket, he must have seen something. He must have been closer and seen something that I didn't. But seeing the replays, yeah, I, I probably agree with you. It was, it was a yellow, but. Penabont in the first half, even after they went down to 10 men, Balor finding very hard to break him down, didn't really challenge Ashley Morris. And I think the first 20 minutes especially, Penabont was superb. Either way, red card or no red card, Balor would have come out stronger in the second half and sort of deprived a, a chance of seeing how a full strength Penabont would have handled that. Um, Mentioned it last week uh, with Bala. Will Evans developing all the time. Uh, he had two goals and assist and won the, the penalty uh, that Chris Venables converted. Jordan, is he already filling in that vacancy left by Louis Robles now? Yeah, mo- most definitely. Um, he's maturing so quickly and it, it just shows um, how well he's performing in this team is that Cardiff Met are setting the ways that they play a nice style of football, but now he's he's gone to somewhere else. It's, we're actually seeing an even better player. It, mm. It's not to say he was restricted at Met either. It was it's more or less saying that perhaps he's in a team now with better players all round. Is that they're not limited uh, in the squad that he is in. And so now he's he's putting his step in there. Like I said last week, it's mad that he's keeping out a player like Henry Jones as well. Is that Will Evans? perhaps not directly formation-wise and positionally-wise, but he's the one that's starting and there's some good players that are on that Balor bench. And that just shows the strength and depth of Balor at the moment is, is that players like Will Evans is managing to get into that team and, and excelling massively. And an interesting point I'd like to make is that this is the scoreline of Balor. Um, kind of on last season, I saw the same game and it was 6-1. And it was the most complete performance I'd ever seen from a Cymru Premier side that season. Ballard just absolutely played them off the park. And it'd be interesting to hear from yourself and Lewis, whether it was, like, I'm not sure if you would send that game last season, but whether it was such a complete performance from Ballard, was there any weaknesses in that Ballard performance? I didn't think Ballard played particularly well in the first half at all. Um, having said that, Will Evans had a chance in the first half about five minutes ago to equalise. It was off a corner. I'm not sure if it was the same from where you were sat, Sivan, but... Um, from where I was, it looked as though it was only fairly wide. Um, I, I wouldn't say they massively were dominant in the game. Uh, they, they had a 20, 30-minute spell where they were constantly creating chances, and at the end of the day, they took the chances to make it 5-1. But I'd say the scoreline wouldn't massively represent how well Penabont played, because first half, they really defended well and were creating chances through you know, Nathan Wood, um, Ben Eamon created a few chances as well. Yeah, I fully agree. Um, first half, uh, Colin Caton sort of acknowledged it. They, they were not at the races. You know, they were deservedly behind. Uh, and the red card just changed the game, right or wrong. 
they were down to 10 men but Penavon so Bala found it quite easy because you know when, when they are a quality side and they were going to come out stronger just because they had a point to prove after the first half and they've got the quality Can I just add as well um, with Bala Town it's quite frightening that they've still got Daniel Gossett to come back and he might be the final piece in this chip so I think um, obviously what happened to him he's, he's still recovering and I know his mentality he will come back stronger I think and he, he might be frightening how good he'll be when he comes back. The one other game on Saturday was Druids won Met one first point for Druids after losing their opening two games. Jamie Reid, the scorer again, putting Bruno Lopez's side ahead after 17 minutes. In the second half, Met equalising through Liam Woolman. From the highlights, it looked like they had chances to take all three points as well. Now, I've seen a lot of Met over the last few years um, based in... Cardiff, but only seen Mormon used as a late sub, really. Um, I've already seen that he's lightning fast, and from what I've heard, he's had a good start to this season as well. Dav, you were at the opener away at Aberystwyth. Uh, I understand he was giving the Aber fullbacks a hard time. Did he create impression yeah, he was, on yeah. you? <laughs> create impression on you in general? He was, honestly. Um, in that first half, he was causing some real problems to that Aber defence. You know, I think it was he was playing on the right, and I think it was Harry Rowe marking him. And he, he really did make it difficult. Uh, it was just, you know, his pace is, is frightening, really. Jordan, you, you saw him in the Haverford West game, their, their home game, the same sort of... Is he developing into a, a regular starter now? Yeah, it's really interesting to see some of these players from Cardiff Met who are on the fringes and are now growing into the team. Whether it, I'm not sure on the recruitment policy. Obviously, I've recruited a few more players now. It seems like a lot of their players that were in the shadows who weren't first-team players are now excelling. And it's great to see that. Warman did have a bit of a run-out last season and he did show glimpses, but now we're seeing a proper determined player. And I think he's, he's going to be really important because if you look at him, he's, a, he's probably a replacement for Jordan Lamb. And Jordan Lamb scored on the weekend for his new club. But everyone looked at Jordan Lamb and saw it was this tricky play. And Liam Warman's got that as well. He's quick, he's pacey, he's tricky. And that's what Met thrive off is they have like great attacking players to go forward. And I think Warman's going to excel in that role now because he's playing so regularly. And what about Druids? Bruno Lopez happier with the Druids' performance on the weekend? Uh, their first point, obviously. Can they push on now? You know, what, what's 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 the next run that they can get, Lewis? Um, well, it's, it's, it's difficult for Druids. Obviously, they sold a few in the summer. Um, it will be interesting to see how they fare in the next few weeks. I'd like to think that, obviously, to make the league a bit more competitive, I'd like to see that they will go on to, you know, you know, create more chances as such. And, obviously, they've made it difficult for Cardiff Met. Um you know, they scored first winning the game. I think they're the type of team who make it difficult for an attacking-minded team such as Cardiff Met. We could even see them maybe keep, you know, the likes of TNS or Connors Key Nomads quiet. On Sunday, uh, Haverford West 
uh, entertained Connors Key. Uh, Craig Curran scored for the reigning champions after nine minutes with Sean Pemberton cancelling out that goal to make it one all at the break. Two early goals in the second half, though, for Curran again and Aaron Edwards and a Declan Poole goal later on meant that it was a comfortable win for Connors Key in the end. John Twig spoke to both managers, Haverford West's Wayne Jones, but first here's Andy Morrison. We worked on things this week in training and, you know, to exploit the way they play and we were magnificent for half an hour. You know, we should have been out of sight and then we go and get done with a sucker punch, you know, which is a fabulous free kick, great technique, hits the post, comes out and hits their player and it's one all and you're just thinking, wow, where's that come from? Because I was so pleased with the first half an hour, the intensity, we wanted to start fast and aggressive. Um, and then the second half we changed it around and um, we dropped one of our main players a little bit deeper and he got us on the ball. We started moving the ball a bit better and um, yeah, really pleasing with the second half, you know, when it's a fair result, uh, you know, on reflection of the game. I keep us pulled off a very good save, at, I think it was 4-1, um, but apart from that, you know, we're, we're worthy winners. One of the match performance for you guys? Um, I thought the striker, Craig Curran, I thought he did really well, he's just against three big tough boys and he's playing against the three on his own at times and I thought he led the line, he scored a couple of goals and you can't ask for any more from your front man. Wayne Jones, disappointment or more than that? Yeah, really disappointed John to be honest with um, Clawed our way back into the game I think first half. Um, obviously had a great chance just after half time then to go 2-1 up. Um, obviously Nicky's missed the header there and obviously they've gone down the other end within four or five minutes later and scored two in a period of over four or five minutes and I think it's killed us, it's this stuffing out of us and you know it's about the game management then we try to get back into it. We had a good chance, I think Ben with, I generally thought was onside. Um, we look at that again, that's a chance 3-2 but yeah I think the 4-1, I wouldn't say flattering but I didn't think it was a 4-1 scoreline personally. First loss for Haverford West, uh, but again, Connor's key. Can they write that off as a throwaway game, Jordan? Or does the fact that they lost so heavily in the second half you know, have, have a big weighing? Um, I'd say it is like it is, it is a throwaway as such, and it's just Connor's key finding their ribbon. Like, obviously, Connor's key are unbeaten. Haverford West were going into this game. It was one of those games where Connor's key had most of their players back, I and mean, they were a full strength team, and they've signed Braden Shaw. It's so a great player for Bangor City. And it just shows that that team, like I said, is that I wanted more signings for Connors Key if they were going to retain their title. You need to bring a player like that in. And it was that it was a quick minute spell where they scored so many goals. And I think sometimes we talk about the Penabont game where Penabont and Bala, Bala didn't look on it, whereas Connors Key had that spell, just dominated after that, got the points. And so it'll be displeasuring, I think, for Wayne Jones to see that his team lost in that fashion, but it's one of those teams that are good sides and you want to be beating the teams around you, really, and you've got to be taking the points off of those teams and not worrying about the teams like Connors, Key and TNS and probably even Bala. Jordan and uh, and Jonah had uh, basically said TNS are going to win it this year. Dav, are you going to disagree and go Connors, Key? To be honest, I think it's difficult to call at this stage, but the way TNS have started, obviously, they've come out of the blocks really quickly. Uh, they've recruited really well over the summer, bringing in Louis Robles and Leo Smith. Um, Ryan Astles as well, will bring them a bit of solidity at the back. Uh, having watched them in the Europa League um, that night, the, their signings were really important. Louis Robles and, and Leo Smith were both on the score sheet. So they've taken their form straight into the season. So, you know... The way I see it, it's difficult to call at the moment, but TNS look the most likeliest. You're going to agree, Lewis? 
Uh, yes, yeah, I think <laughs> Leo Smith, I watched him quite a bit at Carnarvon Town last season and he he's insane. I think he's he's definitely one of the best players in the league and adding him to a team which is already one of the best in the league, I think um, I think they'll go on to win the league. On to TNS then, uh, they were visiting Carnarvon in the other Sunday game. Oshan Jones was there for a club build ride and this is what he had to say about the game. Just back from the over after TNS's 4-0 win versus the Corries. Louis Robles with two brilliant headers. Dean Ebby and Ben Clark with a stunning 30-yard of the scorers. Uh, TNS were just too good um, for Carnarvon all over the pitch today, to be fair. The quality was clear to see and they made easy work of Carnarvon in the second half, having been held 0-0 at the break. I'd say my man of the match was probably Louis Robles. Him and Danny Redmond were brilliant all game and a constant threat. Also have to mention Kwame Boatang, who I thought did great at right back too in his first TNS start. That that win for TNS takes them to the top of the table with nine points, hundred percent record. Top four is a familiar look about it now, doesn't it? It's got TNS, Bala, Konoski, and Barry, the four that competed in Europe over the summer, occupy the top spots. The, the scary thing is they've all played a game fewer than most of the clubs beneath them and have played each other and still the top four. Um I know it's it's early, oh, but at what point do we start paying attention to the table, Jordan? Because it kind of looks as if things are settling already. Yeah, I think at the moment, though, is that they're taking points off of one another. So when we have this massive football feast now, we, um, we'll have to meet midweek fixtures. It's that the top teams will be taking points off of one another, I feel. And then we'll probably see things open up a bit more because sometimes when we're writing articles and it's saying unbeaten half for West, for example, or top of the table, Flint or Abbott. Like It's just very early stages at the moment. So we, we can't really read much into it, except for New Saints' fine start is that they've been undeterred by their exit from the Europa League. Um, but Scott Roscoe said as long as they got um, to that stage, then it would have helped them for the season. And you see that paying off now. Whether it's because they, they had that European preparation and they've been preparing longer that they starting so well. But at the moment, I just feel like it's teams taking one point or other points off one another. And we might see it open up a little bit more. It's interesting what happens with the uh, deadline as well on Monday. Mm, yeah. Uh, at the other end of the table, there are four teams yet to pick up a win. Newtown, Halford West, Pennebont and Druids. Lewis, which one of those you expect to start shooting up the table over the next uh, week or so when we've got low, so many games coming up thick and fast? Uh, it may be biased because I've seen them quite uh, quite a few times. But I'd say Pennebont haven't particularly played badly in any of the games that I've watched them play. You know, they were somewhat unlucky to not come away from Carnarvon Town with a win. Uh, you know, had we keep coming back to the Kano end situation, but had they not sent him off in that situation, who's who knows what would have happened? And I think Pennebont have a good team. It, obviously, depending on how long Kano and is suspended for as well, if he misses the next few games, um, they might not be the first to win. But I, I had them to, I predicted them to, you know, definitely improve on last season's finish this season. Mm. The thing with uh, Penabont as well is that, um, from what I saw them last season, is that they would play nice football. But then when it got to January, they changed things up and they were just, they changed that completely and they were just trying to win games on a match-by-match basis. Do you feel you, 
you still have Ivan and Lewis, is that, that they pl- try and play nice football instead of actually trying to cater for their opponents because you can have a style of play that works for you all over the course of the season, like Man City, or you can be a team that changes when you play for the opponent. How important is that? I'd argue they've got two different styles of play, really, just through... They've obviously got Nathan Wood, who's very skillful, pacey. They've also got Ben Eamon, you know, tall, target man sort of striker. And a few times I noticed where they were, you know, playing it long to him and working off him in, with flick-ons in behind. That's something that they could do. And I think it's good to have two different options without even necessarily having to, you know, change the game through substitutes. Looking at Canarvon, uh, who TNS played, you, Lewis, saw them in their opener against Penabont. Jordan had them down as relegation favourites. Uh, they're losing now, obviously, 4-0 against TNS and, and 3-1 against Barry. They're good sides. What did, did you make of them in this game you saw them, uh, the draw against Penabont? Well, I think it was always going to be difficult for them seeing two of their, or arguably two of their best players leaving in Nathan Craig and Leo Smith. Whilst saying that as well, I think Mike Hayes really impressed me. He was really energetic, scored on the day. And Paolo Mendes, another signing they've brought in, was, you know, I, I think he was passing well, he was defending well. Everything was tidy in the midfield when he was playing. Um, it, Carnarvon are always a team who benefits off the fans as well, which I think is obviously going to be... We don't know when fans will be allowed back in the stadium, but obviously with how vocal um, their fans can be, it obviously drives the players to push on late into the game. On Friday, it was the Mid-Wales derby, Aberystwyth won all uh, against Newtown at uh, Latham Park. Jamie Veal putting Aberystwyth ahead after just over half an hour, and then a late equaliser, Neil Mitchell, scoring on uh, 86 minutes. Uh, I wanted to pick up on an interview you did with Gavin Allen this week for a Club Hill Joy website, uh, David. Looking at the new uh, philosophy, I suppose the word is, he's trying to implement to Park Avenue. What, what can you tell us about the chat you had with the Aberystwyth manager? Uh, since coming in this summer, you know, as first-team manager, he's spoken about building a different culture at Aber with sort of focus on recruiting local um, so that he wants the people of Aberystwyth to be able to resonate with the team and basically make a closer dressing room. And um, to do that, he's brought in young local players like Jack Rimmer and Harry Rowe, who have had their opportunities and done well so far this season. Uh, but he's also brought in Johnny Evans, you know, a local lad that everybody knows around Kedidigion, who's, you know, he's, he's done brilliantly so far this season. He's he scored twice already, both goals with his uh, weaker left foot. And he adds real experience to that team. Um, they've had a decent start with five points from four games. But, you know, it's, it's going to get more difficult now with, uh, you know, a trip to Connors Key next. I am really glad to hear what Gavin Allen has been saying ever since he's, he's taken charge. I grew up watching Abbott as well, a team that had Gavin Allen and a lot of local players from Cardigan playing for them. So you've got your Gary Lewis, Glyndor Hughes and Ian Thomas and, and then later Barry Morgan. Uh, we picked up uh, on this last week, um, that this sort of the, the younger players coming in. What have you made of them in, in the last games you've seen them? Do you think they're too young, really? 
to be honest with you, having spoken to, to Gavin, all he said is that they've got to be given opportunities. Mm. So, you know, yes, it, it's been difficult for them, but I feel that they've adapted well to the, to the Welsh Premier League and to the Cymru Premier Standard. But, um, you know, it's going to take time for them to get used to the level and um, to, improve, uh, to improve every game. Um, just, just the last point for me, it's just the transfer window obviously shuts on Monday. Um, an, an interesting talking point for me is that because we're not seeing Cymru South teams, North teams and teams below um, not playing at the moment, one of the casualties um, today is that Les Davis has left Bangor 1876 to go to um, Flint Sound United. Do we reckon on Monday that we will see way more players go go to that league because... Merford Town have been raided already, Yakubu and Summerfields joining Penabot and Half the West. Will we see the best players in the Cymru South move to the Cymru Premier? Well, I wouldn't be surprised because, you know, really, when can we expect Cymru South, Cymru North to be playing again? I think, I don't think anyone can say for certain. It seems a long way away. So why wouldn't players at that level think about, you know, taking opportunities if, if it's handed to them? I mean, in Cymru South, Britain Ferry, Clansawal, are other ones that stand out, have made a lot of signings, impressive signings. On top of Mark Jones, they've got Luke Bowen and James Leverage now. You know, that's three strikers who could easily do it in the Cymru Premier. <sighs> We're recording this Tuesday, and as mentioned, there's a game at Latham Park tonight. Uh, Give us an update, Jordan. I hear there's been another goal. Yes, there's been another goal. Ryan Edwards has equalised and that's taken um, the game to 1-1 at half-time as well. So it seems a uh, um, halfway stage of that match. Both sides still might be about a victory this season. Um, we've seen a goal as well. Scoria have just uploaded it. It's a great strike from Cartwright as well. It's, it's great to see the Druids perhaps use players who have been on their books for some time. And then mm. actually, similar to Met, where we're just excelling now. Perhaps whether because it's the, the coronavirus is the way it is, restrictions are there, but more players are excelling now, and we're, we're seeing new heroes in the league as well. As well as the game tonight, uh, there's five games tomorrow night. I'll be at Cardiff Met versus Penabont. Um, there's also Barry versus Halford West, another South Wales derby. Carnarvon versus Flint in the north. Connors Key uh, hosting Aberystwyth, travelling from Mid Wales. And then Bala versus TNS, which is the biggie, 1v2. Uh, and obviously two teams are going to be contesting at the top towards the end of the season as well. What are your predictions here? Let's start with Jordan. So I'm going to sit on the fence and say it's going to be a draw. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> um, David? To be honest with you, I think it's really hard to you know, predict against TNS, the way they've started this season, uh, the way they've played against Barry in the opener. So you know, it's too difficult to say but TNS aren't going to take this one. Lewis, are you going to split the, the whole jury? Uh, I would like to, but no, I'm going to go 2-1 um, TNS. OK, OK. Uh, as well as that, there's a full round of fixtures on the weekend, all on Saturday this time. Uh, we've got a live game, Cardiff Met versus Carnarvon at quarter past five on Scoria. Also, Aberystwyth host Barry, Bala play Halford West, Druids, Connors Key, Pennemont, Newtown and uh, TNS Flint. Also, midweek games on Tuesday next week, so they really are coming thick and fast at the moment. So we'll probably be recording next Wednesday, I think, um, to give us time to, to go to games on the Tuesday. 
Jordan and I will be back then to discuss those fixtures. Um, thanks to Dav and Lewis for joining us. Um, yeah, enjoy the football wherever you're going uh, soon, lads. That's it for this week. Thank you very much for listening. With three games between now and the next time we record, as well as the transfer window closing, it's likely to be a bumper edition discussing the highlights of what promises to be an exciting week. Remember to follow A Club Pildroid on Twitter at A Club Pildroid to keep up to date as the games and transfers pile up. Until next week, hoil vowel.